This podcast is part of the Everyday Heroes Podcast Network, the network for first responders and those who support them. Uh, here comes Halloween. Here comes Halloween. This is Halloween. Yay! Welcome back to Sizzles and Scrubs Halloween episode. I'm Nicole. I'm Lara. And this is the most wonderful time of the year. Did you know I was supposed to be born on Halloween? Really? Mm-hmm. You were awful late. Way late, yeah. But I was supposed to be born on Halloween. Oh god, it would have been fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. We would have been soul sisters. Soul <laughs> sister, go sister. I fucking love Halloween. I know you do. I was revisiting... um you know, our Halloween episodes to get ready for this one. <laughs> so today I decided to go to this foot spa thing in Salem, right? Uh-huh. And they, they do this. I went because I've got the plantar fasciitis or the PF as my husband wants me to call it. Please and don't. please do not. The PF, you don't want me to call it. No, he, he's like, could you just call it something? I'm like, it's plantar fasciitis. It is what it is. <laughs> so my feet are on fucking fire all the time. So I'm like, oh, I'll go to this foot spa. Well, it's not just a foot thing. Uh-huh. So first, you lay down, and they stick your feet in a bucket. I don't have a good back, so I can't lay down with my feet in a bucket. Like a bucket bucket? Like a bucket of water. Your feet are in a bucket of water. Okay. But my back is on fucking fire. Because you're, like, bent with it. Yes, because yeah. I'm, like, so I go to sit. He's like, no, no, lay down. I'm like, oh, my God. So they're doing their thing. They rub my head, rub my arms. It's great, okay? Works my feet for, like, a half an hour. Fucking feels great. Flip, flip. I'm fully clothed. He's going to work on my back. I was pretty sure he was going to burk me right there in the bed. <laughs> Because I'm like, <laughs> I couldn't catch my, because <gasps> every time I'd go to breathe in, he'd, he'd push, push again. I'm like, he's, he's working me. This is how, this is how I'm going. It's going to, going to teach chest me 10 pounds, Dr. Knox. I'm fucking done. I'm going to be burked right here. Nobody's going to know what happened. She went to get a few I was like, he's killing me. He's absolutely killing me. Felt great, but I think I was going to be dead. So this Halloween, this is Halloween. We are going to talk death again. Shocker. Um, yeah. Because what else do you talk about on Halloween? I mean, really, what can nursing talk about that's going to be remotely related to Halloween? We've covered vampires. We've covered body snatching. Mm-hmm. Covered really, mishaps. Yeah. We, just, we do have a lot of death. We have a lot of death. Yeah. So what we're going to talk about is death. The ritual thereof. We're yes, going to talk about embalming. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about all the religions and how they deal with death. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That's what we're talking about today. So I'm going to start off the whole thing. Now, these things go hand in hand. And my hand literally almost broke because, like I've said in the last episode, we are trying to make up for our lack of enthusiasm at the end of the summer because we were really just checked out. So I wrote all my notes out and the Egyptians almost fucking killed me. Mm -hmm. They were exhausting. Imagine how they felt. They had a draw. Oh, my God. that chisel. On walls. And, like, they were so... In for such a society, they were so in depth, in depth, mm-hmm. like everything was a huge fucking process. Mm-hmm. So embalming and the Egyptians go hand in hand. All right. Okay. World History Encyclopedia. Oh. And the Britannica, something Britannica. That's where Encyclopedia. I'm Britannica. Yeah, something like that. Embalming. Embalming. <laughs> We're just has an L in there. Embalming. It's like colicking. <laughs> like our kids would have no idea how to say it if no. they read it. Yeah. So 
<laughs> Mom, what is that? Is that a silent album? What is that? Is it a knife? Elm balming. <laughs> what is that? Balming. <laughs> okay, so the, it's the treatment of the body so as to sterilize or protect it from decay. Mm-hmm. The ancient Greeks demanded endurance from their heroes in death as well as in life. So they expected, like, Spartacus to die and never decay. With no treatment to the body at all. Well, he was pretty, I mean... Well, you know who defeated Spartacus? Because I just watched this on fucking Netflix. Julius Caesar. Oh. You know what everybody knows about Julius Caesar? Nothing. Guy was a fucking amazing general. Amazing general. Mm. Helps defeat Spartacus. Okay. Claim to fame. He was kind of a dickhead, but he still defeated Spartacus. So anyway, they expected people like that to just never, ever decay. Mm -hmm. Other societies developed all kinds of preservatives to stave off decay. Mm -hmm. Corpses had been pickled in vinegar, wine, Uh or other kind of booze. Kind of like Birking, they drank the whiskey. Uh Uh, British Admiral Lord Nelson returned from Trafalgar Square... No, not from Trafalgar Square, because it's named after the war. He returned from Trafalgar to England in a cask of brandy. Alexander the Great returned from Babylon to Macedonia, packed in honey. Ew. Mm-hmm. And these practices... Imagine the people that had to get him out. Like, did they take him out of the honey? I don't know. You'd have to chisel that shit off him. Oh, but he God. was perfect, perfectly preserved. Don't put me in honey. It's kind of like Jurassic Park. The little animals yeah, yeah. were preserved in amber. I hate honey. I love honey. Oh. I would have licked him clean. Blah, 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 blah. Even, even dead. <laughs> Imagine all the hair. No. Hopefully Alexander the Great wasn't hairy. Yeah. So these practices were so common that embalming originally means to put on balm. Because mm-hmm. that's another word. Yes. It's not balm. It's balm. Mm-hmm. Okay. The real originators and Factors of embalming and burial rituals are the fucking Egyptians. They really were the f- amazing. Fucking Egyptians. Yeah. They were something. They were something. way past their time. Oh my god! And they were around mm-hmm. for like thousands of years. Mm-hmm. So, if we're going to talk about embalming, we got to talk about the Egyptians and all their bizarre practices for the afterlife. Okay. The afterlife for the Egyptians is a mirror of the current life you lived on Earth. Okay, which means I'm fucked. So if you were good, you had a good right. Life. So it's just gonna be if you were rich in in this life, you're rich in that. Well, that's life. not fair. Right. So if you're a servant, you're, you're a, servant. a servant. You just you never that's you're never right. getting out of it. You're a servant for attorney. I don't like that. Yeah, I don't either. As far back as six thousand BC, burial rites were being practiced by the Egyptians. The earliest preserved body from a tomb is known as quote unquote ginger, <laughs> from Gebelin, Egypt, dated back to. 3400 BC. I can't even Jesus. fathom 3400 no. BC. The tomb had grave goods for the afterlife. Mm-hmm. The Egyptian burial traditions is thought to inspire the Christian visions of heaven and had major influences on Christian burial practices. Okay. So, the Egyptian Herodotus wrote, mm-hmm. As regards mourning and funerals, when a distinguished man dies, all the women of the household plaster their heads and faces with mud. Then, leaving the body at doors, perambulate the town with the dead man's relatives, their dresses fastened with a girdle, and beat their bared breasts. With what? I don't know what they beat, but they beat their bare breasts. They must, right? The men, too, for their part, follow the same procedure, wearing a girdle. What? I would be wearing, I'd be beating myself if I was a girdle, too. And beating themselves like the women. The ceremony over, they take the body to be mummified. Mm -hmm. Okay. So mummification. 
you have to discuss the religious beliefs first to understand why they mummified mm-hmm. every fucking person. Mm-hmm. They believed the body on earth needed to be preserved for the soul to have a hope of eternal life. Mm-hmm. The soul had many parts. Okay. You had kat, the physical body. Mm-hmm. Ka, one's double form. Ba, apparently were just one syllables in Egypt. A human-headed bird that could speed between the heavens. Shuyet, the shadow self. Mm. A-K-H. Yeah. Immortal transformed self. Sahu and Sachem, aspects of Achach. A-B was the heart source of good and evil. Ren was one's secret name. Mm. The Kat, physical body, had to exist for the Ka and Ba to recognize itself. So... That body had to be good in shape. So, so when you went soul. up and came back to find your body, it had to be recognizable or they wouldn't come back. I see. So once you died, the family would bring you to the embalmers. Mm-hmm. They were given three levels of embalming choice. Lucky me. So <laughs> the body of the deceased, the most expensive type of burial, was laid on a table and the brain was removed. Via the nostrils with an iron hook. I was going to say they did that hook thing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they did that to uh, Lincoln. And what could not be reached with the hook is washed out with drugs. Next, the flank is opened with a flint knife and the whole contents of the abdomen removed. The cavity is then thoroughly cleaned and washed out. Firstly with palm wine and again with an infusion of ground spices. And that is filled with pure myrrh, cassia, and every other aromatic substance excepting frankincense aren't these all the shit that they gave jesus when he was born Mm -hmm. they gave him dead man stuff (laughs) and sewn up again after which the body is placed in natron covered entirely over for 70 days so you had to be really fucking rich to get this one so you were like cooking in the ground well they would cover you in this like wax for 90 days 70 days never longer than 70 days Laura. 70 fucking days Mm -hmm. When this period is over, the body is washed and then wrapped from head to toe in linen cut into strips and smeared on the underside with gum. <laughs> so that paste in yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Which is commonly used by the Egyptians instead of glue. Mm-hmm. In this condition, the body is given back to the family who have a wooden case made shaped like a human figure mm-hmm. into which it is put. Mm-hmm. Let's say, Lara, you don't have a lot of money. You're not a king. You're not a pharaoh. You're not fucking merchant. Let's say you're like a priest. Okay. We're going to give you the second most um, option. Mm-hmm. It differed from the first and less care was given to the body. Yeah. So no incision is made and the intestines are not removed. But oil of cedar is injected with the syringe into the body through the anus. Ew. Which is afterwards stopped up to prevent the liquid from escaping. <laughs> so they give you a butt plug for yeah. eternity to make sure nothing came out. Well, probably just for 70 days. <laughs> They could probably take you get a butt plug for 70 days. No more. Just no 70 days. The body is then cured in natron again for the prescripted number of days, on the last of which oil is drained off. The effect is so powerful that it leaves the body it brings with its viscera in a liquid state. Viscera being your fucking intestines. So everything turns liquid from yep. the seed oil. And as the flesh has been dissolved by the natron, nothing of the body is left but the skin and bones. Well, if your flesh is dissolved by the natron, how you have skin and bones left? I don't know. Like all the muscle and fat. I guess. After this treatment, it is returned to the family without further attention. That's done. 
Then, Laura, if you're like me, uh-huh. you're going to get the third and the cheapest well, method yeah, the of embalming, yeah. which is basically they're going to wash out your intestines and keep the body for 70 days. That's it. That's all you fucking get. You don't even get the wax? No. The internal mm-hmm. organs are removed in order to help preserve the corpse, but because it's believed the deceased would still need them, they're placed in little canopic jars and sealed in the tomb. So there's your heart in a little oh, jar. Oh, that's those jars. Yeah. That, yeah. There's your liver. There's that's your kidneys. That's people. Yes. Poor people got jars, which doesn't... So weird. It doesn't make any sense. The other guy, the second guy got it liquefied. Right. Right. Didn't but he you, need it? You get to keep it in jars. Okay. Only the heart was left inside the body as it was thought to contain the AB aspect of the soul, or AB. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, the key ingredient to mummification was the natron and the netri divine salts which is a mixture of sodium bicarb sodium carbs sodium sulfate and sodium chloride so they're fucking just putting a bunch of sh- salt, salt on, on you. you yeah it's like even, fish it's a, it's like you're like bacala mm-hmm. even the poorest of the egyptians were given some kind of ceremony it is believed that if you were not properly buried, that the soul would return and haunt the living. And people were fucking petrified mm-hmm. of ghosts mm-hmm. at this time. The ghost theory, sorry, I just hit the mic. <laughs> the ghost theory was terrifying to the Egyptians, but most couldn't afford the ghost guarantee you got with the rich thing. I guess you had a fucking ghost guarantee wow. of the most expensive burial. So the poor also couldn't really afford the wrappings. So they would give you their old clothes to cut up and use for the linen wrap them. around the bodies. And it was known as yesterday's clothes. And there was this whole thing about yesterday's linen. But at, point, at this point, my hand's cramping and I didn't want to get into yesterday's linen. Okay. Every grave contained some sort of provisions mm-hmm. for the afterlife. Mm-hmm. So initially, you know, 5,000 years before a tomb started out, they just cut a fucking hole in the earth, stuck in it, call it a day. Those turn into mastabas made of mud brick and those get transformed into step pyramids like you would see in the Mayans mm-hmm. and the Incans and those go into the fucking huge Giza thing. pyramids the huge pyramids um, and as part of your civic duty like we got to do jury duty mm-hmm. well they had to build pyramids every Egyptian had to give a bit of their time every year to they build pyramids uh, public buildings shit like that wow. just, and if you couldn't do it because you were sick you could hire somebody to do it for you oh. but you had to do it Maybe we should do that with the roads. I know. Yeah. The big dig. Yeah. Every tomb had provisions for the afterlife. The coffin or the sarcophagus was symbolic and it was meant to protect the corpse. Down the back of the sarcophagus is a line of hieroglyphics. Mm-hmm. That is the vertebrae of the mummy. And it is to, pres- to provide strength to the mummy when they rise um, oh. to eat and drink. The coffin on the inside had instructions. The coffin text was to remind the soul of who they had been in the afterlife, where they are now, and how to proceed to the afterlife. I'm sorry. So who they were in life. Right. Who who was. What yeah. to do, where you are now, and how you're going to get to the afterlife. That was the coffin text. Uh, the, the richer you were, the more shit you got in your tomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, they believed that in the afterlife, you did the same thing that you did on Earth. So if you were a pharaoh on Earth, you're a pharaoh in the afterlife. If you scrubbed floors in the Earth, you scrubbed floors in the afterlife, which pretty much fucking sucked if you were a servant. I know. Imagine that's what you just thought. Yeah, so we'd be wiping ever. ass for a lifetime. Forever. For a lifetime. No, for infinity. Nope. I'd be doing overtime and shit for a lifetime. <laughs> I'd be forced overtime right. forever. So I always, I had been told once, and it, I don't think it was true, that they used to like lock their servants in the tombs with them. Mm-hmm. But they they had shop, shop tea dolls. The dolls were the 
symbols of who they had for servants and stuff. Uh, so they were placed in the tombs as one replacement workers for the afterlife. When Osiris needed you, he was the god of death. Mm -hmm. The more Shabbat dolls you had, the more money you had. You and I would basically have no fucking Shabbat mm -hmm. dolls. We'd have no dolls. And the rich people, our dolls would be made of wood and would have like a cat and dog because that's all we have. Mm -hmm. If the rich people, their Shabbat dolls were made of jewels and gold and uh. all that shit. So yeah, you're mummified, your tomb's built. It's furnished. You got your fucking dolls. You got your canopic jars. It's ready to roll. All right. So now you need to have the funeral held. No matter how wealthy or poor you were, your funeral was attended by the kites of Nephthys. And they were always women. Okay. They were paid to lament very loudly mm -hmm. throughout the procession. They were wailers. They were wailers. Mm -hmm. They would sing. They would talk about these yesterday clothes and all this other shit. They would cry and they would inspire others to release their emotions mm -hmm. because it was thought that the louder you were, that person could hear you in the afterlife. So you wanted to be really fucking uh -huh. loud. Um, so now they get to the tomb and they have the opening of the mouth ceremony. And it was um, like to reanimate the corpse. Okay. Like so you get the priest there, and he'd recite spells, and he'd have a ceremonial blade, and he'd, he'd touch the lips so you could eat and drink in the tomb. He'd touch your arms so you could walk around okay. the tomb. Um, and he would do all this shit so that you could be reanimated in the tomb. Okay. Then the tomb gets sealed. After the tomb is sealed, mourners would have a feast right next to the tomb. You'd have a big goddamn party. Mm -hmm. And the living went on with life, and it was thought that the departed would wake in the tomb. Read the coffin. Oh, look it. I was a nurse. Oh, I was <laughs> fucked. Okay, so I got to get up, look at my jaws, look at my dolls, mm -hmm. and I would um, follow Anubis, which is that dog head thing you always oh, see in Egypt. Yes, yeah. He would take you to the Hall of Truth, which was the Hall of Osiris. Okay. And you would be weighed against the white feather of Ma'at. M-A-A-T. Ma'at. Mm-hmm. If your heart was heavier than said feather, your heart would be dropped on the floor, consumed by a monster, and you would cease to exist. That's it. You're done. No more law. Like you've, you must have been like guilt. Like you were an you asshole. Had guilt. Yep, so your heart's yeah. an asshole. Yeah. If your heart was lighter, you were um, continued to the field of reeds where you would live your life forever. Well, that's nice. Yes. You as a servant or whatever you were supposed to be I doing. I don't want my hat to be eaten by monsters. I don't either. No. And I don't know how heavy mine is. <laughs> None of this could be achieved if you were not properly buried. Obviously. So you had to be properly buried. Mm -hmm. So now we're back to embalming. Mm -hmm. Okay. Because they really started the whole process of embalming these bodies. Romans embalmed, but they didn't do it to preserve the body. They did it for burial rites. So Caesar dies. They got to walk him through the streets for a couple of days. They wanted fresh. him to be fresh. Mm -hmm. Fresh and not smell. Because, mm -hmm. you know, he's a hero. And just not to the Senate. <laughs> a tu, Brute? Some Christians, like Charlemagne... So Christians weren't really heavy in them embalming. Mm -hmm. But Christians like Charlemagne were embalmed. But for the most part, Christians are like, eh, it's pagan, cremation pagan... We don't want any part of that. Mm -hmm. You know, they're getting eaten by lions. We don't, we're good. Mm -hmm. During the Middle Ages and the Renaissance periods, it was done and it followed the Egyptian methods. Henry I was embalmed and then eviscerated. Ah. Yep. Hmm. But it was so expensive that most people, including royalty, could not afford to be embalmed. Wow. So it didn't get done. Leonardo da Vinci developed a venous injection for preserving cadavers. He was fucking something, Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. 
He was something. Yeah. Um, so as bonding as we know it today started in England around the 17th century. English physiologist William Harvey. I wonder if he was related to Lee Harvey Oswald. <laughs> Um, he injected colored solutions into the arteries of cadavers. So he figures, he's the guy who kind of discovers like the circulatory system. Mm-hmm. And so he's putting colors in. See what fucking happens. See where this goes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, look, look, look at this. Yeah. I mean, the shit they must have did back then, the bodies. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. So then later you got a Dutch and German scientist, Frederick Weisch and Gabriel Clouders. They used William's techniques and they were putting in preservatives. Okay. to preserve these bodies. In 1775, John Hunter embalmed Miss Martin Van Butchel. Why is Miss Martin important? Let me tell you. So Miss Martin dies, and her will states that her husband can control her fortune as long as she's above ground. So he fucking <gasps> embalms her, puts her in a glass coffin, sticks her in the living room, and every day has visiting hours, and blows through her money. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Yeah! Wow, what an asshole. You're smart, though. I want to... I'm going to keep this dead body in my house so I can have the money. In a glass coffin, I mean, and and holds visiting hours. So people can make sure it really is. Yep, she's having coffee. She's in the living room having coffee. That's (laughs) disgusting. Don't do that to her. That's a pretty smart guy. 18th century undertakers stop becoming a business... they're becoming a business because they have to transport bodies. You get trains now. Mm-hmm. So you die in California, your family's in Boston, you got to ship them across the country. You got to do this. But it's the Civil War, mm. page flip, that makes embalming an everyday practice. The U.S. government freely awarded contracts to undertakers and embalmers so they could preserve soldiers for shipment home. Okay. So, you know, you're fighting in Missouri, you want to go back to Maine, here you go. Mm-hmm. President Lincoln's son was embalmed, and so was Lincoln. It's becoming more commonplace, and it was almost patriotic to actually be embalmed. Mm-hmm. God bless. Of all the patriotic things I can do, embalming is probably not one of them. No. 1882, Joseph H. Clark, a coffin salesman. <clears throat> he pressed... Imagine going door to door. I get coffin. Imagine these fucking undertakers. Because every time you see them in the movie, they look like Lurch from I the know. Adams Family, you know? Um, he persuaded a staff member of a medical college in Cincinnati to offer a course in embalming and began the basis of mortuary education wow. in the United States. Embalming is the only specific skill required in the quote-unquote undertaking business. Which really? they don't like to Yes, they like funeral directing now. So we had a very good friend who had gone to mortuary school. Mm-hmm. And he and Brian together would pick bodies up, whether at hospitals, off of 93, off of a home, or whatever. And he would take them and he would embalm them for the funeral homes. Mm-hmm. And then he would bring them to the funeral home, and they would be embalmed. Because a lot of the funeral homes don't even do their own embalming anymore. Right, it's like an out yeah. source. So, there could be a lot of money in depth, I'll mm. tell you that. So, today, when we embalm, the bloody the blood is drained from the veins. A trochar is placed in the jugular on both both sides. Yeah, One pushes the fluid in, and one, and one drains the fluid out. So, as the blood is coming out, they're putting in a formalin-based solution. It's usually got a pink tinge to it, so your skin will take on that mm-hmm. healthy hue when yes, you die. Yes, well, you want to look healthy. Yep. As my grandmother and a sister said don't wear blue because you'll look dead well that's true I've you look that, more dead it brings out that, that blue black. You. i've heard black yeah. you don't want to wear no, it wear like a nice color yeah because yeah. actually we were planning somebody's funeral and they were like i said i oh we heard i was gonna put in black they're like oh don't put it in black it's the worst color you could put a body no. in blue is the worst according to my aunts no. but and black don't black is black a close either. second my aunt put them in a lovely shade of pink god love her when she was dying <laughs> she's like well i'm gonna wear this dress it it will promote the blue of my eyes. And they're like, they're going to be closed. 
your eyes are going to be closed. She's like, oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. She, she went with purple. You look beautiful. Like so <laughs> She's like, we'll go with my eyes. And they're like, ah. If your eyes are open to that casket, I'm fucking out, dude. I'm out. I've always said I want my casket, but I want it closed. And no. I want a picture of me at like 22 on no. my cat. I don't care if I die at 92. I'm picturing you with your head blown off. That's nope. what I'm picturing. No, nope. I open want a, casket. I want a closed casket and I want a gorgeous picture of me. Mm-mm. I don't want I you want looking at my dead body. And I want mourners and I want I want wailing. professional mourners. I want the the kites of nephrites. I want lions out the door. Yeah. I, want, I can't do And I want like, flowers. I want fucking flowers in my funeral. I can't do like, you know, I can't even have you sing happy birthday to me now because I get so embarrassed, but I'll All be right. dead. I will sing to you. Hours. I want. So like, I'll probably be dead first. I want older. the, like, I want everything. I want it. You want the want the horses with the feathers on the top, yes. the glass coffin yes. being all the the band playing when the then. saints come marching in. Oh, the battle hymn of the republic. <laughs> yeah, because that was my naughty. <laughs> oh my, but my naughty died. I'm leaving to the battle hymn of the republic. That's all I want is to leave to the battle hymn. Every time I hear the battle hymn of the republic, hysterical crying. Are you kidding? No, because that's what she left the church to. I want that one. Um, and we will raise you up on eagles. On eagles, yep. that's the song. I'm Gentle on. woman. <laughs> oh, Ave Maria. Ave Maria gets me every oh, time. Oh, Ave Maria. Let there be peace on earth. Oh yeah, yeah. Those are good ones. I want it all. I want every tear jerk a song. Yes, yes. I want you fucking crying. I want you weeping. Yes, I want it all. All right. Actually, the the last song I want played is "It's the End of the World as We Know It." <laughs> REM. Okay. Chief purpose from embalming today is to help keep the corpse alive during the ceremonies. Mm-hmm. U.S. So the United States, it's common practice. Everybody gets fucking embalmed. Mm-hmm. Europe doesn't do it. Really? Nope. Mm-hmm. They they uh they, it's really practiced. It's really expensive. Six other countries, you need a permit, and only a medical professional can do it. Uh, Vladimir Lenin. You're dead. Yeah, so but, why is a medical professional? Well, basically, you're dead, and they're like, why are we bombing them? You're going to fucking die. You're dead. Well, yeah, I get that, but then why, like, do you know, like, why would a medical professional have to do it? They can't hurt you. You're dead. I know. I think that all the time when we do certain things. Yeah. So you got Vladimir Lenin, who's been sitting, he's been dead since, I don't Forever. know, the 40s. Mm. And he has been embalmed, and he is still on display. And embalming doesn't last forever. No. So every once in a while, they have to go up and tweak him up a little Give bit. A little bit more. A little juice. bit more shot. Mm. A little more pink-tinged formaldehyde. Mm. And he's still on the fucking display. At the, like, why? Really? He wasn't that great a dude. He really wasn't. He was still on display. Yeah. yeah. But then you get, like, some Christian saints, like Bernadette, supposedly not decayed. And yeah. they've never embalmed her or anything. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's mm. what supposedly, I think it's one of the criteria of being a saint. Your you body doesn't decay. decay. All right. Imagine if my body doesn't decay. Oh, could you imagine that's a fucking saint? What? Imagine <gasps> I die and they'd be like, Re- she was a saint? I was a saint. Could you yeah. even imagine? No. All right. Over to you, Sparkles. Oh, I'm going to start with Vikings. Um, oh, I, you know what? I'm sure they weren't what I pictured them to be, but I pictured them to be fucking hot. Yes, I think that Hollywood has done a great job with the Vikings. Yes, yes. yes. Oh, so I got this information mm. on Viking funeral rituals from an article written by Anthony Martin. Martin! It's my maiden. Um, In choicemutual.com. Choicemutual.com. What is that? Um, Vikings did not keep written records. So most of the things we know about Vikings. We made up. No. Came, we know because of their graves. Mm-hmm. So that's how we learned about them as their mm-hmm. grave sites. Um, Valhalla. Yes. Vikings were a poly, 
um, theistic. They believed in many gods and goddesses. Loki they, and Thor. Yeah, and they believed in, they worshipped giants. They worshipped their ancestors. Mm-hmm. Like, it was very... Different. Yes. Um, They believed great warriors went to Valhalla. Valhalla! There they lived under the leadership of the god Odin in a palace whose roof was made of shields, because they were warriors, so they had shields. Um, Shield wall! They would eat fresh boar every day. Oh, they'd never starve in Valhalla. And drink liquor from a goat's udder. I thought you were going to say goat's ass. Nope, udder. It's an udder. (laughs) And they would fight each other every day for sport. I love that they didn't really want much. No, they just wanted... booze from an udder. I want a shield. They want some meat. And they, they wanted want to be protected, and then yep. they wanted to play with their friends. That's all, That's they, pretty want. Much That's all they really want out of life. Um, they also believe people would go to, it's I'm going to say hell, but it's H-E-L, mm-hmm. um, which was like the underworld. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever seen Viking stuff written? Full, well, full, it's all the umlauts and full the 40,000 different consonants yes. together and 82 vowels together. Yeah. Full vanger, I'm going to say. Yeah, That's not how you say great. that, it, which was a failed. Or the realm of um, Ran, where dead sailors who drowned at sea went. Ooh, mm. like David John Falker. Yeah. Um, some also just stayed in their burial mound. They didn't go to any of these. <laughs> no, you just an asshole. You don't go anywhere. Um, some high-ranking Vikings were burned in their boats. So you, when you think of a Viking funeral, you think of the you think of boat. a guy on the boat, they lay him out, they send the boat out to sea, they put it on fire, right. and the guy's cremated. Um, but this was not commonplace. Like, it might have happened to a few really... High up like Rothbrook. Right. But it, it was rare. Um, and it's rare because the clan would have to get rid of a ship to do it. <laughs> so it takes a lot of fucking work to build right. one. Right. They have to build a ship and then they're just going to burn it with this dead body. You just put some sticks together and make a raft. You would think. Um, so they're not going to get rid of the ships for just anybody. Um, most were buried in a boat-shaped burial mound. So they believed that you needed a mode of transportation when you went to where Valhalla yeah. or wherever you were going. So they would make the burial mound in the shape of a boat so they could get there. That's kind of cool. But it wasn't an actual boat. Um, and they were buried with their goods. Some were buried whole. Um, some were cremated. It just depended on what area and culture you came from. Because the Vikings came from, like, all over. Yeah. Um, so it just depended on your culture and your um, area, What you if you were cremated or left whole. Um, they believed in sacrifices. Oh. So... The, getting sacrificed. So the living had to sacrifice the dead's gold, their household goods, and their best clothes. How do they sacrifice it? Like they had to give it. They had to put okay. it in the burial mound so they couldn't have their gold. They had to put it in the burial mound so they could have it in the afterlife. Mm. They couldn't keep their clothes for their family. I'd be digging my husband up. I know. They had to give their best clothes for that. Um, they also had to sacrifice their pets, <gasps> their horses. Their pets so they can have them in the afterlife. Yeah. Their horses for transportation. And their favorite servants. <gasps> so they could serve them in the afterlife. Oh, yep. fuck. The servants were ceremonially... Ceremonial... I ceremonially. Yeah, I can't say it. Thank you. you know what I'm saying. Ceremonial? Butchered <laughs> and placed in the burial mound with the other goods. That sucks. To assist the dead in the afterlife. That yeah. Sucks. Your owner bit the dust. You I would make sure she hated my guts. Yeah. 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 Their favorite servants had to be butchered and put in the burial mound. Oh. And that's Vikings. So I also heard, but you probably don't know or not, that they had to die during battle to go to Valhalla. Yes, that was for warriors. 
they had to die well, well, well so, yes interesting mm-hmm. well now i'm going on to my tribe which is crazy <laughs> the catholics yes catholic rituals because we're nuts um i got my stuff from www.britannica and the Everplans because it was all funeral shit <laughs> catholics god bless catholics when death is imminent a priest is called in for the sacrament of anointing of the sick. Mm-hmm. Who do I think of when I hear this song? I know. MJ? Yep. Mm-hmm. So we worked with this one nurse. God bless her heart. And whenever there'd be a tr- massive trauma coming in, like somebody's been fucking hit by a car, they're bleeding out. They're torn in pieces. We were running around the room and I'd look and there'd be a priest in the corner. Because <laughs> she didn't call the doctors first. She called the priest. Every time. And the priest would be praying over this guy in the corner of the trauma. Mm-hmm. So um, another story that I always think of is my Uncle Tony. So my grandmother wanted to be a nun. She decided not to be a nun. She got married and had 12 kids instead. Well, quite a difference. One or the other. But she was devout Mm -hmm. Catholic. Devout Catholic, which Mm -hmm. is why she had 12 kids. Mm -hmm. So my Uncle Tony is three years old. It's her only boy at the time. She has two girls and a boy. He's number three, Mm -hmm. clearly. And he got some bizarro fucking disease. And she prays to the Holy Mother. If he lives, I will dress him as St. Anthony in <clears> honor. <throat> okay? All right. They had given him last rites. Wow. She makes this promise. This is the story that has come down. She yes. makes this promise. Fucking jumping on the bed. She forgets. She does not dress him as St. Anthony. Did she mean forever? Or nope, like for a, a year. Like, it was oh, a, it was a, a time. Okay. okay? Wow. He gets sick again. <gasps> Bad. Mm-hmm. Promises again, I promise you, he will dress as St. Anthony for a year if you let him live. Mm-hmm. My aunt has the the anointing of the sick fucking yeah. like oil and mm-hmm. dish and salts that mm-hmm. they gave him. Yeah. His wife had the little St. Anthony outfit because he recovered again. And for a year, my grandmother dressed him in the brown fucking robe. Or like the fryer robe. The fryer robe with the rope. No, he's like, did. do you know how many fights I got in? How old was he? Four. Oh, my God. Four to five? He had to walk around like fucking St. Anthony for a year? Oh. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I learned how to fight dressing like St. Anthony. Because <laughs> his name was Anthony. Yeah. So he had to be dressed as St. Anthony for a year. I mean, isn't this something else you could promise? Oh, you know. Like, so you're talking. I will dress as St. Right. Anthony. Yeah. So you're talking yeah. 1927, yeah. 1928. I mean, he served in World War I. I mean, World War Two. Yeah. Fucking St. Anthony for so I have my aunt still has the little she, it's a it's like a corner cabinet that has the Pieta which is the Michelangelo it's hold, the Holy Mother holding Jesus and you open it up and there's the dish and the salts and the oils for the anointing and the Saint of, Anthony no his wife oh. had the Saint Anthony oh. so now my cousin has the little robe that he wore there's pictures of him in this fucking Saint Anthony robe oh yeah yep right next Uh-oh. to his pants pictures of him as a fucking flight crew for the um. It was the Army Air Corps at the time. Oh. Handsome as all get up. But it's just like, oh my God. The shit that... But it worked! Yeah, Even though you lived to 88 years old, okay? Oh my God. So, the anointing of the sick can be done at any time during an illness. So mm-hmm. it's not just a death thing. Right. It can be done for people going into surgery, for looking for spiritual relief during an illness. The priest comes in, he prays over the person, he announces... Um, he anoints their heads and hands with holy oil, holy salts... Mm-hmm. They can be offered the Eucharist or the host um, at that time. They, he can hear their confession. If they are at the point of death, a special apostolic 
think I would know this. Mm-hmm. Apostolic mm-hmm. blessing is given, known as the last rites. All both of us have gone to CCD confirmation. Mm-hmm. I can't get these words out. After <laughs> death, the person's moved to a funeral home. Mm-hmm. Most funeral homes and churches have a strong relationship with the Catholic Church. So when you die in a hospital, you go to the morgue, you get to call the funeral home, the funeral mm-hmm. will do it, you connect with the church, you come up with the date for the funeral, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. So in the past, it was frowned upon by Catholics to be embalmed, but now both embalming and organ donation are acceptable in the Catholic religion. Mm-hmm. In the past, cremation was also frowned upon. It was completely not accepted. Yeah. But today, uh, churches will accept cremation, but they want you to cremate after the funeral service. They want the body present for the funeral mass. They do not want to be doing ashes in the church. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, with my brother, we didn't have much of a choice. Yeah. Okay. So they the, will do it. They will do it, but they really prefer you to. Um, that's when they get those little paper coffins you see them in, those little blue paper coffins that everybody. You never see it? Probably didn't even notice that's what they are. If you ever see anybody in a blue coffin and you know they're getting cremated. Oh, I know what you're saying. I thought like, you meant for the, the. No, it's like a paper coffin. Yes, I know you feel it. Saying. It feels yes. weird. So the vigil, which is that paper coffin is probably still $5,000. Oh, sure. It's bullshit. Yeah. All right. So the vigil, also known as the wake, it's when the Christian community keeps watch with the family in prayer mm-hmm. to the God of mercy and finds strength in Christ's presence. That's from the order of Christian funerals. Mm-hmm. It usually takes place, I mean, back in the day, I can remember as a kid, the funerals were two to four, six to eight, two yeah. to four, six to eight, two days before the funeral, and on the third day, you buried them. Yeah. Then it went down to two to four, six to eight the night before, uh-huh. then it went to four to eight the night before. Uh-huh. Now, it depends on how old you are, they're going to just slap slap that wake on just before they bury you. Yeah. It's like the hour before yeah. the church. Yeah. yeah. So, it usually takes place the night before the funeral in a funeral home. It's a time to remember life or deceased and commend them to God. Mm-hmm. Prayers and scriptures are read. This is never done, but eulogies are supposed to be done at the wake. Yes. They don't want eulogies done in the church. It's highly discouraged. They want them done at the wake. The funeral mass is held the next day. It cannot be held. Holy Thursday, Good Friday, mm-hmm. Holy Saturday, or Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. It cannot be held on any of the Sundays of Advent. Or any of the Sundays of Lent. Mm-hmm. It cannot be held on Christmas. <sighs> but you can have one on Ash Wednesday. Oh, good. Yeah. All right. Good. Okay. But you're not going to get your ashes at the same time. So you're not killing two birds with one stone. You have like to you go, go back in the fucking grandma's ashes. wake. You're going to yeah. get some ashes. No, no. it's not going to. You're going to have to go to a separate mass and get your goddamn ashes. Mm-hmm. God forgive me. I shouldn't have be saying no, this. Said the Lord's name in vain, that, Laura. Okay. A mass is held in the Catholic Church or a Catholic chapel. They will yes. not hold it outside. It will not be at a... They won't hold weddings outside. They want you married in, in the, the church, church of God. And that is it. Mm-hmm. The service could be held by a priest or a deacon. Mm-hmm. Lay people are allowed to do readings and eulogies. Mm-hmm. Um, but you are not allowed to have any non-religious music. Ave Maria. Eagle's Wings. you got to have the full gamut of Catholic. They're going to give you a book of readings you can do and songs, songs you can have. But you can't come up with the end of the world as we know it. You're out of luck. You're out of luck. So the funeral is usually followed by the interment. Even if you are cremated, there will be an interment. It may be delayed if you're cremated because it may be a wait for the cremation, but you will still have a graveside interment. Mm -hmm. This is known as the rite of committal. It is the Catholic interment service. It can take place at a gravesite, a mausoleum, or a columbarium if you're cremated. So I'm assuming a columbarium is where you put all the ashes in the wall. 
You ever see those little yes. mausoleums like yeah, that? Okay. The big one. Yeah. Yes. Uh, family and friends gather and pray, and the deceased is one last is you know you're praying over the deceased one last time before they committed to the ground. So it's called a committal service because you're committing them to the ground. Mm -hmm. They can only be buried in blessed sacred ground. Most oh, of the cemeteries you go to blessed. have already been blessed. Most of the mausoleums have already been blessed. If you wanted to bury them in your backyard, the priest is going to have to come and bless that ground. You mm -hmm. cannot bury them in unblessed ground. Mm -hmm. Um. There is no restrictions on mourning or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to cover this real quick because it's a big thing that was big with Catholics was suicide. For a yes. long time, you were not allowed to Catholic. If you committed suicide, Catholics, you were not allowed to be buried in sacred ground. You were shunned. So they believed it to be a mortal sin and the deceased would be deprived of a Christian burial. Today, people, young people listening to this probably think that's, well, so what? I didn't get a Christian burial. 60 years ago? Yeah, that was, that was fucking huge. Yeah. They People probably didn't commit suicide because they were afraid they wouldn't get a Christian burial. Mm -hmm. Today, the Catholic Church, it still believes it to be a mortal sin, but it recognizes, quote, that most people who die by suicide suffer from mental illness mm -hmm. and are thus incapable of making a clear, rational decision, unquote. The question of whether one can be buried with Catholic rights should never be an issue if they have committed suicide. Right. It should be off the table. Obviously. So that's Catholics. Yeah. God bless. Now, when they used to have wakes, though, now it's in funeral homes, but it used to be in people's parlors. Yes, and funeral that's how it was a funeral parlor. I still call it a fucking funeral parlor. I know. So then, well, I mean, I, you'll still say parlor, and right. no one knows what you're talking about. But my um, family was not well to do, so they would go to fun wakes at people's homes. Yes, because mm -hmm. they had food mm -hmm. and drinks and in a body. <laughs> well, yeah, they didn't care, but they could get a meal at the wake at someone's right. house, right? Because that's what you would have. You would have sandwiches out. It's still that way. Italian, anyway. Yeah. No, yeah, but you don't do it at the funeral home, right? No, but when people they would go to the wake and there would be food because it was at someone's yeah. house, so they were known to go to wakes to get a meal. Yeah, you did what you got to do. What are you gonna you do? do? I mean, now the Catholics will do a collation. I just had a family member pass away and. I miss the old ways. Not going to lie. I miss the old ways. So we go to Anthony's and Malden. Had fucking raviolis. Mm -hmm. I was like, I miss these things. I know. Nobody does these anymore. Where's my cold cut platter? Give me the little piano dosi yes. rolls. Slap some ham and yes. cheese in there. I am happy as a yeah. pig and shit with a couple of cold yeah. cuts, some raviolis, yeah. and some chicken, broccoli, and seed. Yeah. Sausage and peppers. I get the roll. I was putting the sausage peppers mm -hmm. in there. I'm like, nobody does that shit anymore. It's nice to do it is nice to do we and always went to this my, i remember my mother and her cousins ended up going to the silver fox and everett oh yeah for dinner after the wake yeah well we're going to the silver fox okay go to the silver Fo like they would i will we'll, we'll be going to the silver fox and then we'll be home okay yeah. like they always went to dinner after the wake to the silver fox and after the funeral you always had the collation and after all of it my mother's house yeah. Everybody went to my mother's house. Mm -hmm. I'd be making 82 pots of coffee. The mm -hmm. cigarette smoke would be flying. Yeah, my mother's house always. My mother, you know, my mother's one of 12, 26 yeah. birth cousins. They were all at my fucking mother's yeah. house. It was a great time. That would be my mother's My mother's house always had everybody. Yeah, it was everybody like, at it. It just made you feel better. Yeah. Like you just felt you just better. Like being you were together. Yes. Like yeah. you weren't crying over the, like you're just sitting there eating and, and kids and just talking. Like this generation, they don't know what that's like. No. Everybody's so sanitary and sterile now. Like nothing happens like it used to happen, mm -hmm. you know? There's something to be said about. Tradition. I, I I swear that's why I love antiques and I love going to the mm -hmm. antique shows. I go back in time, Sunday dinners, and yeah. you know th that kind of your cousins around and mm -hmm. you saw your family all the time. And mm -hmm. I miss it. I yeah. miss all that stuff. Mm -hmm. All right, take it over, you sparkles. All right, let's go to 
Jewish funeral oh, Jewish. practices. I'm fascinated by other religions. Fascinated. I, you know what? I often think, like, when I hear things about the Jewish religion, like, I think that's, like, a great I'd almost religion. be Jewish because yeah. they're still very tight. They're very they tight. They their... do things practically. Mm-hmm. They do it fairly. Like, I just, like, every time I hear something, I'm like, that's a great thing. I just don't want to like Hebrew. I can't do it. Learn it? No. Yeah, I mean, we're too late for that, no. I think. Um, with Thank God we didn't have to too. do Latin, imagine. Oh, my God. No. All right, so go on. Um, so, anyways, I got this information from funeralwise.com. Um, so, burials are to take place ASAP. You what? die, you're supposed to be buried within 24 hours. So it's very That's quick. Um, they funerals are simple to avoid the poor being embarrassed. Oh. Yes. So everybody's funeral is simple. It's the same. So you can't say, oh, they were right. oh, they didn't have enough money to do this for them. Everybody's is the so same. So Laura, that's gonna cancel out your funeral right there. I don't need it fancy, I just want it wicked sad. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um <laughs> ritual washing of the deceased bodies is performed. And it's called, I'm not going to say this, but I'm sorry, the Tahara. And then it is dressed in a plain shroud. Mm-hmm. This, this is the go-to. Um, watchers called Shevra Kadisha stay with the body from the time of, the, you know, you call the funeral home mm-hmm. or the temple or whatever. So-and-so died. The Shevra Kadisha comes over. It's like a group of people. And they stay with that body until they are buried. They also do the washing and they place the body in the casket. Interesting. Yes. Like it's like their mm-hmm. job. Um, they, when they do this washing, it's like very ceremonial. I didn't get, I mean, it was, it's like a million steps. And then they don't let the body like touch the table. Like there's always something in between. They are like meticulous with the body. Um, the funeral is held in a funeral home or the synagogue. Like I said, usually 24 mm-hmm. hours after the death. The body is placed in a plain wood coffin so it can naturally decompose. That makes sense. Yep. Like no fancy coffin. There's nothing with the enamel yeah. and shit. Nothing with the padded pink nope. velvet insides. Um, open caskets and cremations are not usually accepted in Jewish tradition. So you have a closed casket. And you're not getting cremated. You're not getting cremated. Um, male guests need to wear a jacket and a tie and a yarmulke. Mm-hmm. Women dress conservatively. No short sleeves or open-toned shoes. But head coverings are not needed for women. Um, a rabbi conducts the service and starts it by, I like this, by cutting a black ribbon, which is a symbol of the deceased breaking away from their loved ones. Oh, like, I love yeah. all this symbolism. Um, the rabbi gives the eulogy and leads the service. Ten Jewish adults called, uh, I'm going to say minion, it's, I'm sure it's not, M-I-N-Y-A-N, is required to recite prayers. So you need to have ten Jewish adults at your service to recite these prayers. Um, when you get to the cem- uh, cemetery, more prayers are recited and family members place dirt on the coffin before burial. That symbolizes their acceptance of the finality of death. Wow. Yeah. Um, flowers are not appropriate. You don't send flowers to a funeral home for a Jewish funeral. You do not give flowers. You can make a donation to a charity or a Jewish organization, but you do not send flowers for a Jewish death. Um, I want the, flowers. Hmm? I want flowers. Yes. I want so many flowers. You gag on the snow when you come in. I'll be like, oh, Jesus, Jesus Christ. Damn. Smell that down the street. I'm allergic. I need a benedict. <laughs> um, the initial mourning phase is seven days, and they call that shiva, or we're sitting shiva. Or mm-hmm. I'm sure most people have heard that. During this time, people visit the family at their home during the seven days. They may cover mirrors in the home. They may burn candles. They may wear pieces of the black ribbon that was cut at the ceremony. 
Um, men do not shave during that seven days. Women do not wear makeup. Couples do not sleep together. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I actually would be okay with it's that. It's seven days. I mean, look at, can we just keep that rolling? I know. All right, mom, you give me seven days, dad, you die. Now give me seven yeah. months. <laughs> the break in daily routine symbolizes the disruption that death has caused and the self-sacrifice demonstrates grief. Yeah. Um, they pray for their loved one twice a day while sitting Shiva. Um, they go back to work after about a week, but mourning, the mourning period can last up to a year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Um, on the first anniversary, the bereaved attend a service graveside and unveil the tombstone. So it's like a yeah. special thing on the first year. And candles are lit on the anniversary of the death every year. It's called, I'm not going to say this right, Yortzi. It's Y-O-R-T-Z-A-I-T. And that's every year on the anniversary they like candles for them. Um, and some, ser- like, people will say about Jewish people being buried standing up and stuff. That is not mm-hmm. true. The gravestones are just close together. Office. Uh, right, they're in those simple wood coffins, and they must just, I don't know if they pile them, but they're not buried standing up. Um, some cere- uh, cemeteries, you'll see that they're faced different ways, mm-hmm. because um, some of them will only face them towards Israel. Oh, wow. So their heads are faced yeah. towards Israel. Um, not all of them, but some of them. You'll see, like, different pots facing mm-hmm. different ways, and that's usually why. Um, and that's about it for the Jewish burial. Jewish people. Jewish Jesser. Fascinating. Mm. I like that black ribbon, though. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah. Well, you know, I forgot with the Catholics, do we do that incense over the casket? So, we're at a funeral recently, and I'm there with our friend who doesn't really go to any... She's not, like, religious at all, which, whatever. I don't Mm -hmm. care if you're... But she's not, like, accustomed to the things, and I was saying, like, oh, no, when I die, I want everybody screaming and crying and whatever. I'm kidding. I'm joking. I don't want that. But, um, I mean, I do, but I don't. <laughs> um, but I'm like, oh, and the smell of the incense the just makes the it incense. so sad, and yeah. it's, like, so final, and she's like, what? I'm like, you know, when they do the incense at the end over the yeah. casket, and, like, it's so, it just makes it, I don't know, because you know it's the end, I think, yeah. and it just makes it sad, so that smell is always so sad, and she's like, what are you talking? I'm like, oh, my God, it's like a whole thing. They put the incense in the thing, and it's pretty, and it smells so it smells well, sad. too, like, if you have a military person, they drape the coffin mm, and the oh, flag, and then, they and then the priest the greets them at the door, Yes, and he puts the church mm-hmm. thing over them, and they bring him up, mm-hmm. and then when he goes back off, they take the, the Catholic yeah. thing off. It's, oh, forget it. Yeah. All right, well, I then moved on to the Hindus. Okay. Which is uh, the third largest religion, I know. Got this from FuneralPartners.com. What's, well, the first is Islam, right? Right. Is That's it Catholic or Jewish? Yeah. Mo- Muslims? Catholics has a lot in the Southern Hemisphere. Like, South America has a lot. Africa has a lot of Catholics. Christian, maybe? I guess. Yeah. Christian, because it yeah. incorporates everything. Right. Uh, so, Hindu, it's the third largest religion with nearly one billion followers. Wow. They believe that God is, in each being, an object, and the purpose of life is to become aware of this divine essence. Their beliefs are centered around reincarnation Mm -hmm. and that the soul's next incarnation will depend on the actions throughout their previous life, also known as karma. Mm -hmm. After death, Hindus believe the physical body serves absolutely no purpose, no need to preserve it, don't embalm it. It's a waste of time. They believe cremation is the quickest way to release the soul and help with reincarnation. So in the past... When most Hindus were in India, mm-hmm. the casket would be carried by the family to the bank of the Ganges River. 
mm-hmm. and it would be cremated right on the bank of the river, ah. sent on its way. Okay. Now, most funeral homes will accommodate the Hindu cremations. So the funeral. The rites are in the form of chants and mantras, which are overseen by a Hindu priest or the deceased's eldest son. Mm-hmm. They gather family and friends, and they lead them through the Hindu rituals. Mm-hmm. They are washing the body. They wash it with ghee, honey, milk, and yogurt. They place essential oils on the head of the deceased. It's turmeric for women and sandalwood for men. They place the palms in the positions of prayers, and they tie their big toes together. And then there's the dressing of the body. Mm-hmm. They put them in smart clothes for the contemporary Hindus. So, you know, you and I, Hindu, like suit. we're putting you in smart clothes, yep. Mm-hmm. Tradi- actually, probably I would go the traditional route. You're just going in a white sheet. Mm-hmm. That's the traditional Hindu. They will place a garland of flowers, also known as a pinda, um, oh, uh, they put a garland of flowers and a pinda, which is rice balls, around the deceased. They put a lamp near the head or a sprinkling of water on the body. This is usually within 24 hours of death. Mm-hmm. Family and friends will visit with the family of the deceased. The funeral. The casket is carried in feet first. Open casket, but you are not allowed to touch the body. So you know how sometimes yeah. we Catholics, we like to touch, give a little kiss, yeah. which I think is bizarre. A priest or a family member conducts the cremation ceremony known as oh, Mukhanjnin. Mm-hmm. M-U-K-H-A-G-N-I. Mm-hmm. It is traditionally only attended by men, but the modern contemporary Hindus, it can have women. Mm-hmm. The day after the funeral, the ashes are scattered over a sacred body of water or they're placed or a place of importance of the deceased. McDonald's for me. Okay, just put it in the fucking my McDonald's drive-thru. in my cabinet with my yeah. china. Well, that's against Catholic religion. Catholics want the, the shit buried. My father was that. All right, that doesn't count then. The cremation ceremony usually lasts about 30 minutes. Balak is considered completely inappropriate at a Hindu wake. It's very colorful, right? Don't they do colors? They do white. Mourners should be dressed in white, as Mm. my mother would say. White. No head coverings and open-toed shoes are acceptable, seeing as most people are wearing sandals. Women should dress conservatively, covering their arms and their knees. Mm -hmm. No gifts or flowers brought to the funeral home. They should go to the family ahead of time instead. And food is not part of their custom. Fucked. I'm not going. Uh, The mourning period ranges 10 to 30 days. During this time, the families may put out a picture of the loved one draped in garland of flowers. Mm -hmm. On the 13th day of mourning, the family may hold a Prita Karma where they perform rituals to help release the soul for reincarnation. On the first anniversary of the death, the family will host a memorial service Mm -hmm. for these Hindus. When I was in nursing school, I had a very good friend who was from China, Mm -hmm. and his father passed away, unfortunately. May he rest in peace. And we went to the ceremony. To this day, I don't know what religion they were, so if you're listening, maybe you can tell me. But we went to the service, and... It was, I really wanted to ask everybody, like, what the fuck's going on? But it would be so inappropriate. What does that mean? What does that mean? Um, The whole family had white robes on. The casket was up at the head. I don't even know if we were in a church. I don't know where we were, to be honest. I don't remember. And there was, like, paper people and paper cars and fruit and cats and weird things up there. And then there were monks or somebody that chanted the entire time. So that could have been Hindu. I don't know, but... It was 
fascinating. Yeah. And then I went to the same kids. He couldn't get, he was supposed to get married. I got married during that time. He couldn't come to my wedding because he was in mourning. Uh. And I was supposed to go, I went to his wedding. And that's the wedding in Chinatown. Oh, yes. Fascinating. But the food was something. <laughs> something. Let me tell you what. Okay, I love so, all the meat. Like, you don't know all these meanings. And then you hear them. You're like, oh, that's really, like, right. it's just nice It's awesome yeah. to learn other people's ways. Yeah. That's why I think, like, travel's so important. I think it's just to see yeah. how other people live. Yeah. All right. Take it away, Sparkles. Okay. What's next? I got Islamic funeral rituals. Uh-oh. Um, so Muslims view death as a transition from one state to another. It's not an end. Um, actions follow you to the afterlife. So if you live a good life... You are separated from the ugliness of the world when you die. Oh, and like if that. you live a bad life, you are separated from the beauty of the world. Oh, mm. um, customs dictate that the body be buried ASAP. They are turned to face Mecca mm-hmm. when they are buried. Makes they sense. are face they face Mecca. Um, guests at the funeral of the same sex. So if if two men are at the funeral, they shake hands and hug. Oh, okay, if you're of the same sex. Mm-hmm. Um, the person sitting next to the body reads from the Quran. An inman presides over the service, but the person that's seated next to the body is the one that reads. Um, the deceased's eyes and mouth are closed. Um, an open casket is very rare. Okay. So they do closed as well. The arms, legs, and hands of the body are stretched out in alignment with the body. So, you know, like when we go to our wakes... You they have the hands crossed. They out. have the hands crossed out on their stomach or on their chest some or something. Yes, yeah, some rosary beads. They line up. Uh, they align the body. Um, the death, which I didn't. The death is immediately announced. Like there's no way to put it in the paper. Mm-hmm. Like they, anybody that this person knew immediately knows that this person died. Um, the body is bathed and covered with white cotton. Within two days of death, the body is carried to the cemetery by four men. And then there's a procession that follows them. Um, no discussion takes place at the burial. But everyone in attendance prays privately for the soul of the dead. Um, after the burial, all guests go to the home of the deceased. They have a meal and stay the entire day. Oh, wow. And family members may stay the whole week. Oh, mm-hmm. that's, that's unfortunate. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it's nice because someone's there, but then I'm like, you have all that stress. Like, I gotta have food, I have to have you. Yeah. And when you hate them. Um, during this time, the family socializes, like it's, I don't want to say a party because it's not a party, no, but, but it's, it's like a, an Irish wake. Like you, <laughs> you know, you're, you're drinking, you're having a good time. You're talking, you're socializing, you're not sitting there in silence. Right. Um, as it is thought that the socializing helps ease suffering. And the mourning period is usually three days. A widow may mourn for four months and 10 days. Mm-hmm. It's a very, four months and 10 days. Very mean? specific. I don't know. Very specific amount of time though. Um, that's pretty much it. Wow. Yeah. All right. Very eventful. Mm-hmm. Well, Laura, I did a little extra today. Okay. Thinking it was going to be fucking exciting. <laughs> and I realized it was really uneventful. Okay. I went with Satanism. You would right. think that would be exciting. You know what? They need to get another name for themselves because they're really <laughs> not Satanists. I don't know what the fuck they are, but they don't believe in anything. Yeah. Um... It's like a bunch of college kids got together and didn't like they're too lazy to really do anything, but they really wanted a cool name. We're gonna be Satanists. Ah, we don't want to do anything. <laughs> so um, no disrespect to any Satanists. No disrespect, but you really don't have a belief in anything. <laughs> so they don't have actual beliefs about the afterlife. Shocker. Because um, I guess you'd it, think you'd go to hell with Satan. Well, I would think if that's my afterlife, I really don't want to look forward to it. To be honest, no. With but you. if that's who you worship, you would. 
Thank you. He's It'll be okay. Still to... not like it's hot. Well, I mean, according I to mean, us, he doesn't seem like a great guy. <laughs> he's going to give you some task you hate. I'll be shopping for the rest of my life, food shopping and putting it I was away. Say, I love shopping. And then getting up and it's all gone and having to go stop and shop again. And it, uh, I'll just be doing laundry. I would just be doing laundry. Load 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 load. Yes, load. it'll never end. It's like Sisyphus with that rock up the hill. <laughs> Peter H. Gilmore, author of Satanic Scriptures. Satan is for the living. Satanism is for the living. He quotes, When we die, the end of the consciousness is upon us, and we cannot experience what happens amongst those who succeed us. Life cycles endlessly, and we are part of the process, so we enjoy the here and now, and we do not look for a fur- furative life after life. So okay. they, you die, and that's it. That's it. Okay. Fucking cease to exist. Okay. The fact, the belief death is, um, they believe that death is how you celebrated life. So... I'm a partier. That's what my death is going to be. You want whalers? That's what you're going to get. He doesn't want nothing. That's what you're going to get. They so do whatever there's they... No, there's, there's no, no ritual rituals. at all for a funeral for Satanism. Mm-hmm. Um, it's tailored to the deceased's life. It is an opportunity for loved ones of the deceased to gather and share what they loved about the deceased. Like I said, it's a bunch of lazy teenage boys coming up with a cool name. <laughs> That's about all they do. Like you would think they're going to have... That's these- it. That is fucking it. No you, rituals whatsoever. Nothing. No ripping. I don't even know if they go on the ground. I guess like if my kid was a Satanist, but comes back to me, you would I'm just bury him in the Catholic burial. Church. Like yeah. I'm going to do what I think is. If he has no plans, you're going to get what I think. Oh, they're boring. They're very boring. So people, you know, Satanism, Satanist. They don't do shit. They don't believe in anything. <laughs> right. So I don't. Why you just call yourself a nothing? Uh, yeah. Because you don't even really believe in Satan. Yeah, it doesn't make. They they weird. don't believe in anything. If you know about this, hey, yes. Yeah. yeah. If you're a Satanist, reach out yeah, because I tend to think you don't really have a belief in anything. Okay. Yeah. So I ended with Victorian Which era. Which always good. Always think about it is when you see on Facebook when they would take pictures of the dead and pose them. Oh, that's in here. So fucking creepy. What it reminds me of is my family. Because it's, <laughs> I mean, not that they do this shit, but it's just so like, um, What's it called? Like bad luck, and yeah. you're gonna have bad luck if you don't do that. And yeah. I'm like, oh the mirror my God. broke, you're done. Yeah, it's it's literally like I'm like, oh my god, I'm cat jumped over the grave, you're vampire, you're done. you're done. So I, this was I loved all this stuff. So, anyways, I got this from um, London's Pulse Project: Infant and Child Mortality by Ross Ogden and Daniel Baltram. Bingo. Ranker.com. Twenty-two morbid death in morning customs for <laughs> the Victoria era by Lisa. Whoa. Um. So, anyways. So the Victorian era was from 1837 to 1901 when Queen Victoria ruled England. Forever. Yeah. Um, Queen Victoria lost her husband, Albert, in 1861. Victoria was devastated. devastated. She wore black for the rest of her life, mm-hmm. um, and which was till like 1901. Um, <laughs> and this kicked off a ton of tradition to burial traditions during this time. She kicked off a lot of traditions. She really did. Christmas Whatever she trees, did, everybody did. Christmas trees, engagement yeah. rings, white wedding dresses, like... Yes. Well, that said, like, she brought about the white wedding dress. She brought about the black morning clothing. Yep. Like, she, yep. the whatever she reads. did, everybody did. Yep. Um, so, during the Victorian age, infant and child mortality was super Huge. high. She's super high. The death rate for children under five was 33%. <gasps> yes. Wow. Um, the high death rates were um, due to industrialization. So, you had, like, the big industrial. Child boom, labor. Urbanization, pollution, impoverishment, and child labor. And disease. Right. So, because the industrial industrial boom all these plants sprung up there were tons of trains running there's smoke from all this shit right from the plants from Mm -hmm. the trains there's no regulations on Mm -hmm. smoke or 
you know, anything. Um, so people and children are breathing in tons of chemicals Ooh. constantly. And they, in like all this terrible shit from plants and shit, um, which is making them sick, makes their lungs terrible and they get tons of diseases. Um, to work in plants, people moved into like tenements, really. Like, so they which moved from a farm. You, li- you used to work on a farm. Oh, I'm going to go and work in this plant and I'm going to make more money. I'm mm-hmm. going to make like two cents a day. <laughs> and they move into these like a big, long apartment buildings with a million other people, people. that I'm not making any money um, to be close, closer to work. Mm-hmm. So tons of people are living on top of each other with poor sewage systems, if any. It's a breeding ground for disease. London was not a pretty place. No, it's filthy. Um, so it's just breeding all these diseases. They were at endemics of um, tuberculosis, whooping cough, cholera, smallpox, you name it, they had it. Um, there was poor nutrition due to the poverty that mm-hmm. was happening. And chi- child labor is a thing because all these plants need little kids to get their hands into all these little machines. Yeah. So um, they get them cut off and crushed. So they're maiming and killing children. So kids are dying left It was right. not a good time. No. So death is really commonplace during this time because mm-hmm. it sucked. Mm-hmm. So if you lived past your first birthday, you only had a 42-year life expectancy. So I'd be, 40? I'd I'm be coming dead. up on it. I'd I'm be dead already. Um, if you were ill, you usually died at home. Like you didn't go to the hospital. Mm-hmm. Um, everything at that home stopped. And it was a huge, a huge spectacle began. The second you died, it was like, Oh, we're poor and live in this tenement. Tough shit. It's a huge show. <laughs> tenement shut down. It's it's happening. Like someone died. Get it. We're getting this shit going. Um, That's probably all they had to have fun. Right. There were tons of etiquette, like quote unquote rules to follow regarding the burial of a loved one. Like you had to do this shit so you didn't have bad luck. <laughs> so first of all, families posed for portraits with the dead body. That's so weird. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So the the photograph had just like mm-hmm. re- like came out during this era so it was like a new thing so you probably didn't have pictures of you and your family but you did when they died like you took a it, picture with the dead body it wasn't like they were in a coffin no no you they posed, posed them like they yeah. were sitting there all day long or you stood them up or something weird yeah. in their clothes the dead person would be posed in a quote unquote realistic domestic setting so with your family you'd be standing up with them mm-hmm. you'd be sitting in a chair with them you'd be doing whatever the fuck you would do with if you were a living person dead stare yes um, adults would be posed in a way that their profession would be reflected. So if the guy was a professor, he might be at a desk with right. a pen and a whatever, a globe. I don't know. Um, kids were posed with their toys, but often kids were posed like they were sleeping. Right. Cause you're, well, your toys, you're poor, but what do you have for a fucking toy? I don't know, a wooden ball. I don't know. Um, <laughs> a wooden ball. It's not going to bounce very no. far. You could roll it. Um, <laughs> sometimes the dead were standing in the pics. So they used clamps and stands to stand these people up with their families. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they would sometimes paint open eyes on the eyelids. So oh, my like God. It's so bizarre. Yeah. Then people would make funeral photo albums that would include the dead people family pics and also pics of the elaborate funeral flowers because it was ela- everything was over Off the top. The top. Um, the mourners looking very sad. They would take pictures of everybody <laughs> being very sad. And other parts of the ceremonies that we'll go How into. How sad that this is all they had. The, like, literally, they took pictures. Yeah. Like, oh, did your brother die? Make it make look awesome. really sad so we can take a picture. Yeah. And of you looking sad. Because they were all posted. It's not like they had, like, um, I'm gonna make candid your morning photos. Albums. Yeah, they had morning albums. Um, so, second, if a child died, families would have a wax doll made that looked like their child. That's creepy. Have it dressed in the kid's clothes. And even have the child's hair placed on the doll. 
That's creepy. Mm -hmm. Their doll bodies were filled with sand, so they would be the correct weight of the child. And their backs were flat, so when they were placed in their fake coffins, they would lay neatly. The dolls were usually left at the gravesite in these little coffins. But sometimes they were brought home and placed in glass coffins, a frame, or a crib. Why would you do that? I don't know. That's weird. Yes. Wouldn't that make it just worse? more terrible? I don't look at my kid in a wax form sitting mm. in my living room. Mm -mm. I mean, if I had to keep him above ground to make money, like Mrs. Van Butchel. No, thank you. Either. Um, by the 1870s, funerary dolls were available for little girls to play with. That's weird. The doll <gasps> had a death kit that came with a, a coffin and mourning clothes. So that, Merry that way, Christmas. Yeah, that way little girls were trained to participate in the death rituals. Mm -hmm. During the Victorian era, medicine wasn't great. No. It wasn't awesome. So some people were buried alive with quote unquote <gasps> sleeping sickness, or as we call it, they were in like a coma. Um, they thought they were dead, they were buried, and then they woke up in their coffins. People were understandably petrified of this happening. So safety coffins were made during the Victorian era. Um, one of these coffins had like a, there was a bell. The dead person would be laying in the coffin. They placed a bell in the That's hand. where the term dead ringer comes from, isn't yeah. it? And they had a rope, you know, that yeah. went up above ground. Ling, 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 and we'll bring another bell up there. So they woke up. They could alert yeah. people that they were awake. Um, so that's where dead ringer comes from. Um, and then people also stayed in the cemetery to listen for this. And that's where the graveyard shift comes yeah. from. Um, so they were petrified at this happening. I would be petrified. I mean, awful. But Jesus Christ. Um, if several members of a family died, anyone entering the house had to wear a black um, ribbon, including dogs and chickens. So if if like a couple people in your house died, chickens, your chickens walking around had to wear a black ribbon. Could you imagine going to somebody's house and there's like all no. these chickens, and they're wearing black fucking ribbons around yeah. their necks? It, they did it because it helped prevent the death from spreading outside of the house. Yeah, that's it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If a pet died, especially a dog, the burial cer ceremonies would be just as elaborate as if a person died. Well, that I understand. Listen, if my cats go, dude, you better be in fucking black, crying and wailing. I'll that's all I'm going to say. All I'll right? I'm having a collation right. and everything. I'm oh, having it at Anthony's. I'll, I'll come for a collation. I'm going to have some... <laughs> Cold cut sandwiches and some raviolis. All right? Being My cats are everything. and some panadosia. <laughs> I'm going to have it. Um, women had to mourn their husbands for at least two years. No. Nope. Nope. Mm -hmm. What if she's like, you know, 45, she's losing her looks. You got to wait till she's 48, till she can uh -huh. date again? Yeah. No. No. She had to wear all black, right down to her handkerchief has to be black. Oh, my God. Um, the widow's weeds. Withdraw from society. She and she had to be seen as grieving at all times. Like couldn't crack a smile if the kids did something funny. Like you can't. You have to be grieving at all I times. Can't. I'd be in the country. Parents could mourn a child's death for as long as they wanted. That was allowed. Um, children had to mourn a parent's death for nine months of deep mourning, which means withdrawal from society, mourning all the time, and dressed in all black, and three months of half mourning, which is a small return to society. You could wear muted colors. And maybe you could smile once in a while. I'm not oh really sure. God. Um, if your brothers or sister died, you served three months deep mourning and three months half mourning. Like, it was exact. so specific. Yeah. You read um, these romance novels. If somebody dies, oh, she, could, she couldn't wear lavender because it was half mourning. I was like, oh, my yeah. God. 
Um, hearses at this point are very important. Adults had black carriages pulled by black horses. They did have white horses if they were not married to symbolize purity. Wow, very specific. So specific. Children had a decorated small white carriage pulled by white ponies. I know. How sad would that be? Awful. Mourners walked behind a child's hearse. They went in carriages behind the hearse for adults. Okay. But if it was a kid, you had to walk. The wealthier you were, the more ornate the carriage was decorated. Velvet could be draped over it. Tons of flowers. And if you were really wealthy, they would have ostrich feathers. Some, oh, I'm somewhere get worked me some in there. ostrich mm-hmm. feathers. Mm-hmm. Maybe some peacock feathers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be thinking, like, how did everybody afford this shit? Because this is insane and people were poor. There were burial clubs. Lower class families paid weekly fees to cover burial expenses when people were alive. Like, I'm alive and healthy. So you're I'm paying for my death. paying a burial fee every week to make sure I can have this elaborate burial service. I can't. Payments were based on the age of the person. It's kind of like an insurance company. Yep. Payments were based on the age of the person and what type of, cerebral, what type of ceremony you wanted. Some people put money away for burial expenses instead of buying, like, food to keep you alive. Oh, good. Like, you, yep. you paid your burial expense before you bought anything else. Before you kept healthy. Yes. And you needed to do this, especially if you were poor, because you only had seven days to arrange the burial and pay for it if someone died in a workhouse, an asylum, or a prison before their bodies were donated to science. Oh. So you had to make sure you had everything paid for and set up, because if your They're going husband to... died in the work, in the plant, going to Dr. You know, Knox. they were sent over for medical experiments. Wow. Um, if you couldn't afford any of this, the poor union would bury your dead in a pauper's grave with no headstone or ceremony. And that was like literally the worst thing that could happen yeah. to you on the face of the earth. Yep. Um, the savings happened um, when you were alive and well. And it was a ton of money because there's a ton of shit you have to do. Yeah. The family of the, de- of the deceased was expected to have a feast, extravagant flowers, pallbearers, photography obviously, paid mourners, Funeral directors, the horses and carriages, invitations to the funeral, uh huh, and crepe. Family and crepe. And, yeah, well, I'll get into the crepe because I was like crepe, you know, like um, family watched over a loved one when they were dying, and then friends watched over the body after they died mm-hmm. until they were buried, and sometimes after that, in case they woke up. Oh, but your family yeah. once you were dead, your family didn't watch over you anymore. Your friends would then take over. Well, because you were busy paying for the funeral. Right. People hired professional mourners, which were called mutes, which is bizarre to me why you would call someone mourning a mute, to make their loved one's funeral the most sad and most elaborate, since funeral ceremonies were like a competition back then. Like, you had to have the saddest, the most elaborate. I can't. I can't be bothered. Mutes also allowed the grieving family to remain composed because it was unseemly to seem to be crying in public. So the mutes would do your crying for you. And you could feel better, like, well, someone's crying for my loved one. Fun fact, Oliver Twist Mm -hmm. was a mute. That's what he did. He was like a kid that went to funerals. Could I have some more, please? Yeah. Um, Victorians often picnicked in cemeteries to spend time with the deceased in beautiful park-like areas. They would go, like, on Sundays and have picnics there. Woodlawn Cemetery is gorgeous. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. That's where I want to be buried. Um... Mirrors. plot now. I'm not gonna be room left. I know. I don't know what I'm gonna do. Mirrors in the deceased house 
were covered in black black cloth so the dead person wouldn't get trapped in them. Yeah, wouldn't get caught in where mm-hmm. I heard that. Also, it would make the living concentrate on the dead person in mourning instead of themselves. Like, you can't go check and see how you look. you got to concentrate <laughs> on the dead You're person. You're in deep mourning for two years. You yeah. can't look at yourself. Family photos and paintings would be turned upside down or to face the wall to prevent bad luck. The paintings? Like the family paintings? That doesn't make any sense. So you, the dead person wasn't looking at you? I don't know. Okay. But they had to be either upside down or facing the wall so you didn't have bad luck. Upside this down. is what I'm saying. This reminds me of what my family. What does upside down do? Confuse the them? This shit makes any sense. Black crepe, which is expensive silk, which I didn't know that, um, was tied to doorknobs of the deceased house to let people know that the angel of death had taken a loved one and that knocking or entering loudly would be a jarring reminder of life. So if you saw the black ribbons, come in quietly. Don't be knocking Why on the door. Why does it have to be expensive silk? Could I just put some fucking Because black? everything was so elaborate. Like, yeah, right. A sign, don't knock, come in. Like, yeah. I, wow. Um, sometimes the front door would be even left open so mourners could enter silently. White crepe was used if the dead was young or unmarried. To, I would rather kill myself than live like this. It's crazy. This is awful. And it was all the time because yeah. everybody died. Constantly. Yeah, so imagine you're probably mourning all the time. Yeah. Um, but white crepe was used if the person was young or unmarried to represent the loss of innocence. Yeah. Clocks were stopped at the exact time of death in the house. How else would you know when they died? No, no. It's so the soul could continue on to the next phase and not stay in the present and haunt you. Well, that makes sense, Lauren. Mm-hmm. You might see what time it is and stick stick around. It it's lunch time. It also prevented bad luck. Once the body was placed in the ground, the clocks could be restarted. Unless the person that died was the head of household, and then the clocks in the house could never run again. Ever? Ever run again. So, what, you never know what time it is? I mean, I guess if you went out, you'd know what time it was, per the sun, but... But that doesn't make any sense! Couldn't start the clocks again if the head of household died. Well, uh, well, well. Yeah. Dead bodies had to be taken out of the house feet first. Now, this is hysterical to me, because my mother literally two weeks ago said something like, oh, so-and-so bought this house, and they said they were only going out feet first. I didn't know what that meant. I said, what? She was I didn't know what that meant. I'm like, well, they're dead. Yeah. And she's like, I've never heard that. I'm like, how never heard that in your 70 years of life i've never heard feet that. first i've been saying that about my aunt the whole time I, she's coming out feet feet first. first i'm like how have you never heard i don't know what that means and then i'm doing this so dead bodies had to be taken out of the house feet first that way the dead couldn't see the house and where it was located so they couldn't go back and hunt it that's what they used to do in new orleans because they were afraid of vampires yeah they'd take the body and then like for hours go around the city so you'd get lost not be able to find the house they just thought they couldn't lift up their head and see where you were oh my god and they also couldn't look back at the house if they went out feet first and beckon any living souls to come join them in death um and when queen victoria died in vaccine and safety measures came into play most of these festivities Went by the wayside. Went by the wayside. But the Victorian was period was a quite period. Something. It was something. Yeah. With the bizarre little rituals and shit. Yeah. That's so I, I really, love that. I thought that was. That's something. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, there you go. Happy Halloween. There's your death. Yeah. Death and death and death. Just remember, take them out feet first. That's a thing. I don't know why my mother doesn't know that. But. I don't know. I should, I, we always said that. You're going to go up feet, feet first. first. Like, why do I know that? But she doesn't know that. I mean, you really do go out feet first. They don't usually take you out head first. I mean, I guess if they're not paying attention, they do. But I well, well, I want to go out feet first. <laughs> I want the horses with the ostrich feathers. I want a glass casket. You're not rich, so you're not getting ostrich feathers. Well, I want to stop paying into it now. Mm. All right. I want the crepe from the door. I want the whole. I want a doll made look like me. 
Get shaved my head, glue it on the fucking oh, doll's head. You know, put me in some scrubs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, I have no idea what we're doing for November, but happy Halloween. Oh, I had an idea. I got to tell you later. Okay. okay. Enjoy every second. Um, <laughs> eat your candy. Be careful of falling pumpkins. Yes. And don't cut don't your fingers off. Don't slip in the wet, holding the candle in right. the pumpkin. And, and I did my lawn over, so it's even. Good. My you pumpkin. don't want to trip while holding the knife while you're counting yep. your pumpkin Don't be uh, cutting your pumpkins in the dark mm-hmm. on a wet surface. Mm-hmm. And have a wonderful Halloween. Happy Halloween. Bye. Like, subscribe, rate, and review the Scissors and Scrubs podcast on whatever podcast app you listen to us on. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Scissors and Scrubs. And email us any of your stories or thoughts to scissorsandscrubs at gmail.com.